Oh my gosh. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, if you don't know, we talk about things like urban legends. How Lindsay was just picking a piece of the table off before we recorded. I didn't want it there. Yeah. <laughs> Murder. Uh, the very small little piece of the table that Lindsay murdered off of the table. Aliens. Alien necklaces. Cryptozoology. Anything really spooky or paranormal or alien or whatever related. Did you have one of those t-shirts in middle school where it was the like alien face with the sport ball head where it was like you have like an alien face with like the, the the head of it would be a soccer ball and then the back it was like kicking out of this world or something no man i had one of those i, I can't even it. envision what that look i don't know every, i've never even ev- seen it no no every kid in uh, middle school had one of them and i was like man that's the pinnacle of fashion is to get one of those shirts did you have one i had one of them uh what sport it was soccer Oh, because yeah. I did kick a ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember one of, oh, who was it? Someone we knew had two of them. And I was like, man, what an incredible athlete they must be. They're really ruling life right now. Yeah, they were in whatever. When They're out we of even, this world. They were out of this world. Well, speaking of out of this world or out of our house, each week, Lindsay and I go out of our house and research a topic separately of one another. And then we reconvene. We don't talk for an entire week. And then we come back here, we do talk, and then we talk about what we researched for the very first time on our show with each and every one of you, Randy and Tanya. Yeah, so we listen with you. <laughs> Lynn, uh, I probably edited it out, but there was a really long pause and Lynn was looking at me and I didn't, I didn't know what was, if I was being challenged or what was about to happen. Well, I was just seeing if I knew any, if I was thinking in my head, like if I knew anyone named Tanya. And I don't think I've ever met a Tanya. I knew a Tanya, one Tanya in passing. I Tanya. I Tanya, which was the documentary about Tanya Harding. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the second time we've talked about Tanya Harding. And that documentary in particular. I like that movie. Yeah, I liked it too. It was really good. It was good. Well, last week we <laughs> talked about the Horseshoe Brewery disaster. Mm-hmm. A lot of beer killed like eight people or so. Indir- no, I was going to say indirectly, but very, very directly. Yes. Very quick. Yeah. Very fast. And you talked about alien sightings in Australia. In Australia. I sure did. One thing that made me feel validated about it is because you put a picture on our Instagram of this old drawing of a tidal wave of beer ravaging a town. Yes. And our friend Rick, who owns a brewery in Portland, liked it. And I went, I feel validated because of it. Because he knows. Oh, he knows. Uh, he knows and, you can't have them big vats. No, you can't. <laughs> and one thing that I think is smart that Rick does is he keeps it all underground 10 miles under the earth. So it stays, mm. it gets, well, it stays, it, it's very hot because it's 10 miles underneath the earth, which I think is maybe too far. To the other side of the earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that brewery is Berlick, B-A-E-R-L-I-C. And if you're in the Portland area, I don't know, go check him out. Rick's a very nice person. And go he has, say hi, good and he beer. Has, yeah, he's really good beer. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm first this week, Lindsay. Yes, you are. And I have hair on my mouth. 
And I also have a little bit of breaking booze to start the episode off. Okay. There are two little ones, two little guys. The first break... Oh, one one little piece of breaking booze is the CryptidCon for 2019 has just been announced that it's officially on, and it'll be in Lexington, Kentucky. I saw that. Yeah, how nice. We'll have to go again. Okay, well, fine. And that's all I have, actually. Okay. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. So remember a few episodes ago how I talked about how the Bigfoot had a best buddy when it was the Dogman in Michigan? Yes. Well, there were a few new Dogman sightings in California. Oh. All the way in California. I mean, this seems reasonable because it's getting cold in the Midwest. And in certain parts of California, or maybe all parts of California, it's always very nice. Well, hopefully they're okay because there's all those fires in California right now. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I hope they're okay too. Mm. But maybe it's maybe it's going to California. It's like migrating for the uh, winter. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what dogmen typically like to do. But I guess they've seen them around the Devil's Punch Bowl in California, which is this gigantic rock shape thing somewhere in California. I forget. I, I just did a Google image search and I went, okay, big rock. Does it look like a bowl? This one, unless I didn't see the right part, this one doesn't. But there are other punch bowls, like natural punch bowls across the world that are giant holes that are typically like maybe a waterfall has been dumping into it or it's on the, the coast and waves crash into it from a certain way and it creates this circular thing. Maybe the devil punched this punch bowl. And that's why it's like rock sticking up because yeah, it punched it so hard. Punched the other side off. Yeah. He's mad. Well, well, yeah, I feel like maybe the devil is usually a little mad. I mean, yeah, I feel like if he's not mad, he's not doing a good job. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like on his resume, it just says mad. Mad all day, er day. <laughs> so do you think like if you were to ask the devil, how are you? And the devil did not say terrible. You'd be like, well, is everything okay? Yeah. If he said, I'm I'm all right. I'm fine. Then you'd be like, oh, no. What happened? What happened, buddy? Are you okay? What happened, Beezlebub? Did you spill your cereal? I had cereal last night. Yeah, you did. <laughs> when I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pertinent and relevant information okay. for the show. Well, they seen him around the Devil's Punch Bowl. And then also... This area in Solvang, California, at this place called the Kachuma Lake Recreational Area. And I was listening to a little uh, radio interview of this guy who was telling a story about a friend of his who saw it. So it's like, it wasn't me, but it was my friend's buddy's daughter's cousin's pet sister. Right. Pet sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a there was a buy one get one sale on sisters over at Petland. And you what know, a pet? What kind of pet was it? Like a lizard? No, a sister. I know, but what's the pet? Yeah, just your sister. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, the pet sister. Yeah. So what is the species of the pet? Human sister. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, human sister. Yeah. Um, but when I was listening to the story, which I thought was really funny, like this is this is such a cliche. The guy was talking about what they were doing and he said everything was going great until. But isn't that like always what you hear in like all stories about like sightings or whatever? We were driving along the road and everything was going great until yeah. blah, 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 which I think is really funny because you don't sit and think, oh, wow, right now everything is going great. Well, usually, like, especially if I'm driving in a car, like, everything's not, like, going great. It's like, man, I just can't wait to get where I'm going. It's like, yeah. get out of the car. Yeah. It's not great in here. I have to do it. And But I think if you were to ever test drive a car and you got in there and you're like, what's well, great 
great in here. Then maybe it's time to buy that car right now. I guess so. It's great in here. Well, all I wanted to say is that keep an eye out if you live on the West Coast for dogmen, because apparently they're migrating there from Michigan. So keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. Well, I mean probably prettier up there oh well i mean michigan does have those can be pretty those super pretty sand you have the lake there is a lake there i know if i could only remember which lake it is that's by michigan oh yeah i was trying to make a joke isn't there lake michigan no that's not right is that right oh boy (laughs) (laughs) there's superior ontario huron Erie, Erie. michigan michigan so it is michigan so is it lake michigan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I saw you look at your phone. Okay, now you're picking it up because you're going to check. Well, because it seems pretty obvious, but like, am I just... No, I think it is Lake Michigan. I mean, it would make sense. Man, welcome to the behind the scenes part of the show where everyone realizes how unintelligent we both we both are about geography, especially in the United States. Yeah. Michigan? Yeah, it's got lake trout, yellow perch, largemouth bass, <laughs> smallmouth bass, and bowfin. <laughs> Yeah. Are you looking up other fun facts about Lake Michigan? No, it just popped up when I searched it. Now it's showing me a map of where we live. Okay. (laughs) It literally showed me a picture of Lake Michigan and it came up in my maps and it's just a little red dot in the middle of a blue screen. Oh, fun. There it is. Lake Michigan. Take a screenshot of it. Okay. So anyways. Wow. What a weird little aside we went on, huh? Yeah. Okay, but speaking of wolf men, I feel like that kind of leads me into one small, tiny little thing as well as like a throwback, not a throwback, a a, a touchback, a a small reminiscing about Australia from last week. Okay. There's one little cryptid there that was brought up to me by a friend and a listener of ours in Australia about the drop bear. Have I have I mentioned the the drop bear ever it on this show? Doesn't sound familiar. Does not sound familiar. No. Well, the drop bear allegedly is this fictitious rabid koala, essentially, that drops from trees and bites you up. Oh. It'll give you little chompers. So is it just a bear that falls out of trees? It's a very lazy bear <laughs> uh, and a very lucky bear because there's always a person underneath it. He waits. And then that's actually really smart. Like, wait for someone to walk under you and then you fall on them and then you just start eating. Well, it's like the, um, what was the one that I talked about? That one Australian cryptid that jumps out of trees? Yaramayahu, the little stumpy vampire that jumps oh, out yeah. of trees and sucks you up. A lot of falling out of trees. Hmm. There must be a lot of high trees. There must be a lot of high trees. <laughs> to fall out of. <laughs> to fall out, yeah. Specifically made. F- now that tree looks like it's good for falling out of, is what yeah. I say a lot of times. But so a lot of people are like, okay, everyone knows it's fake, blah, blah, blah. Even the, uh, the, the website of the uh, Australian Museum has its own little page about the drop bear and it's written like it like it actually is real like it's like a big running gag in australia right but apparently there was a prehistoric creature that kind of resembled a drop bear called the marsupial lion but it really didn't even Hmm. resemble the marsupial lion i have the, the the scientific name for it and i'm gonna pronounce it cautiously thylacolio carnifex Hmm. Yeah, if I had a nickel for every time I said yeah. thylacolio carnifex. I'm just glad I know how to pronounce it. Yeah, isn't that now. nice? Well, and you know, if you were to say it with a wand in your hand, that's uh, another uh, really bad curse or spell in the Harry Potter w- uh, world. Yeah, what does it do? Huh? What, is it, what does it do? What? Oh, that spell that yeah. I said? Thylaco- uh, thylacolio carnifex? Well, you have to say it with a lot of passion and drive and, you know, you really have to mean it. Um, but it, it me it makes it makes you your um your thigh your thylacolio. Yeah. Which is the 
your mouth. Sure. It makes it carnifex, which oh. <laughs> means it um, your mouth opens up over your head and you sort of backwards swallow your own face. Hmm. With okay. it, but it, but you have to have a wand to do it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and, Darn. I mean, and lucky for us, you and I don't have a wand with dragon's beard and right, <laughs> witches, witches spells. Yeah, witches they always like put weird things in their cauldron. Like, what would be one weird thing you would add to your cauldron? <laughs> <laughs> Side note: I forgot to say that at the beginning. <laughs> What's what question did you just ask me? <laughs> like, okay, say you're. You're at home. You're a witch. You're making your homebrew. Well, I would be a warlock. Okay, you're a warlock. You're making your homebrew. You're like, hmm, going to throw a bunch of stuff in here. What's one ingredient that you'd put in there? <laughs> For what? For your, your homebrew. What is- Your what? witch's cauldron, your 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 potion, your your cauldron of doom, your cauldron of whatever. But what is this? What am I making in it? Anything you want. A potion. What would be like one you know trademark? Like witch's blood and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. So you're saying what would be like if someone were to drink one of my potions, they'd be like, ooh, I can tell this is made by Jordan because he uses this ingredient. Yeah. Like what would be your signature ingredient? I would be- you know what? Hmm. It would be uh, hand-picked and hand-foraged. Hands. Hands. <laughs> no. Uh, hand-picked hands? No, like some really good and rare. You know, I know it would be. It would be um, stink rod, that nasty poisonous mushroom that grows up from the ground that just looks like a big red poker. Mm. Stink rod. So you would just kill people? No, because there would only be a little bit. Oh, okay. But it just would be enough to make you silly. It'd be nasty. Okay. <laughs> what would you put in yours? I don't know. I was thinking something like witch like, like, I don't know, the color green. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like maybe the the hoof of a horse or something. No, because I don't want to cut off horse hooves. What are we talking about? Cat's whiskers. <laughs> I'd probably put cat whiskers in there. But that's not even green. No, I know. I changed my mind. Oh. I didn't want to put the color green. Okay. That's just a food additive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Australia. Well, I, I just wanted to say that there's this one, there's a prehistoric creature that actually could have been a drop bear because it was big enough to crush a person, but not not too big to be a lion or whatever. About yeah. 200 pounds, the marsupial lion. But apparently, they had this one monster tooth on the top and the bottom of their mouth. So like their two teeth combined into like one big monster tooth, huh. like two big chompers that could chomp you up. That's it. I feel like you'd have little mouth control with two chompers. Huh? These teeth are made for chomping. You have like fangs. Well, you just have like one fang. They kind of are, but it's two fangs, but one on top, one on the bottom. But it's just like yeah. really, really, really big. Hmm. Okay. But that's it. So apparently the drop bear might not be that big of a myth that as we thought originally. Yeah. There was a lot of weird stuff back then. And apparently, um, speaking of that. How many times are you going to say apparently? Did I say it a lot? Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm that kid from that one video that Ellen played. Apparently. And apparently. <laughs> But it's so funny because I think I was goobering on you a little bit last week because we were going, I don't know, to Kroger or something insignificant. And you said apparently, and then I said apparently like the kid. 
and I was making fun of you for saying it. And now... Apparently, it works both ways. Apparently, the table has turned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, my real story this week... Yes, I'm um, ready. ...comes from Defiance, Ohio. Oh, so pretty close to us. Pretty close to us. It's not a recent story. Well, I guess comparatively in the whole whole span of time. But this, this is about a werewolf that lived in and around Defiance for a little bit in 1972. You ever heard about that? That north, the uh, northwest Ohio werewolf? No. Yeah, me either. Until I looked at it. So I, I pulled this story from the book. It came from Ohio by James Renner, and it's a fun little book about silly little, silly little spooky stories in and around Ohio. How fun! So in 1794, Fort Defiance was established in what we know now as Defiance, Ohio, by a guy, General Anthony Wayne. And I only bring up this kind of dull piece of history because General Anthony Wayne was quoted as saying, quote, I defy the English and all the devils of heck to take it, meaning take over mm. the fort, like we're, we're too strong, but probably not a smart thing to say because people think that he cursed the entire town yeah. just by running his mouth. That's usually the karmatic justice that happens with stuff like that. Oh, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. Go, run in, go run in your mall and you're probably going to curse the entire town in which you live. So, okay, fast forward 100 or 100. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward like 200, almost 200 years to 1972 to a guy by the name of Ted Davis. Yeah. You know Ted? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> Ted Davis was the first person to see the Defiance Werewolf. Ted Davis was working at the Norfolk and Western Rail Yards in Defiance, Ohio, the uh, the the good old N&W. And Ted, Ted Davis and his buddy Tom Jones, not that Tom Jones. Yeah. It's not unusual. That one. Tom. To be spooked by a big wolf is what he says. But they were the they were the very first ones to see it, but Ted was the first one to report it. They were attaching two rail cars, train cars. What are they called? Train cars? Yeah. Train, train cars train. together. And as they were attaching it, Ted said, and he told us to the Toledo Blade, the, the big newspaper up around in parts, quote, I saw two big hairy feet. I looked up and it was standing there with a stick over its shoulder. And when I started to say something, it took off for the woods. So it had like a stick draped over its shoulder. Had a stick there ready for hitting. Okay. So it wasn't. It, it, stick. Yeah, it wasn't only a werewolf. It was a werewolf with a weapon, which yeah. could either be scarier or the werewolf still hasn't gotten used to biting and scratching. So it's like, well, I'll just use my stick. Let's hit you with a stick. Well, did it run away on all fours or did it run away on two feet? I believe two feet. Because it was standing there. It was standing up. So it was bipedal. Okay. Standing up on two feet, as you do if you're a werewolf. Gotcha. You can walk around like a person. I mean, think about what's the, Michael J. Fox. He was slam dunking basketballs. Yeah. He his was varsity jacket. He was extremely bipedal. Yeah. Because he had those dunking moves. <laughs> <laughs> I think he car surfed at one point, too. That's so cool. Like on Surf Ninjas? Like, you're already a bad boy because you're half wolf. You know, I think, Going I high think school. we can really earn our PG rating. He was a bad butt. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but he car surfed, slam dunked. <laughs> You know, all the things like in those old movies that like you had to do to be cool. Do you think that's what he would include on his cryptid Tinder profile? Can slam dunk. Can car surf. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Krypton Cryptinder. Cryptinder profile. <laughs> what would the Mothman say? Good at cursing, kinda ruined a whole town. 
Tall, dark, shadowy figure. Ooh. Mm. Bright red stare. Beautiful, gorgeous, bright red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> will pierce through your soul. Yeah. Will and collapse your note. bridges. Can predict only if you're holding chapstick in your hand or not over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was on July 4th. No, sorry. July 25th at 4 a.m. in 1972. Reporters asked him, do you think it was just someone who was hopping trains? And Ted said, quote, it had huge hairy feet, fangs, and it ran side to side like a caveman in the movies, end quote. I don't know what it means so running like, side to side like th- like this. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Zigzagging. I don't know what this means, but leaping like your your right arm goes down as your right leg goes down and then your left arm goes down as your left leg goes down. I think you trying to describe the movement you're making to our listeners right now is hard. Maybe. Uh, but what? why would you say like, oh, are you sure it wasn't someone just trying? To, I mean, maybe he was trying to jump the tra- train, but like still it, the fact that he looked like a wolf man. Yeah. Like who yeah. cares what he was doing? Yeah, exactly. Are you sure he wasn't just jumping? Because apparently people that jump trains in the 70s look like wolf men. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> maybe they do they all don't maybe wear they did. i don't know they i all, didn't grow up in the 70s they all have giant fangs and carry sticks and want to hit you with them and are like super tall and yeah have the face of a, of a werewolf stereotypes of train hitchhikers in the 70s see i would think that that would be something difficult to misidentify if you looked up yeah. and you saw a person that looked like a giant wolf person holding a stick it's like are you sure it wasn't a person well, was it at nighttime yeah, it was 4 a.m. So it was dark out. Yeah, but I, I, I was thinking about this too, and I understand that us like trying to debunk it, this really isn't very funny, but I think that's okay. But like there are lights on a train yard, you know, I mean, which I understand at night create a lot of shadows and stuff, but I would assume that they would have to have okay visibility if they're like working on a train, you know? So maybe I would think that they would be able to see this thing kind of clearly. Or maybe they were like on their 14 hour shift and they were like, oh. I had not enough coffee and I'm tired. That very, dark well, out. that very well could be it as well. Okay, so apparently that wasn't the only sighting less than a week later. And this is this is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> less than a week later, a grocer in the town, I guess, was taking out the trash or doing something in the back of the shop. And <laughs> this werewolf ran up on him and hit him in the head with his giant piece of, piece of wood and then ran back into the woods. And the grocer said, quote, it had some sort of an animal's head, end quote. And that I can kind of believe because I would I would imagine that you're probably a little bit shooken up or disoriented after you get hit in the head with a piece of wood out of nowhere. And then you look and you see something running into the woods while you're probably wincing. And you're like, oh, does it have a giant animal head as it's yeah. running away? But it also well, seems a little bit too mischievous for a wolf person. I think it's just kind of funny that all these reports are like of a wolf person with like a hitting device. Yeah, big like, two by like four. Like you're a wolf. Like you can eat someone. But well, instead, like it's funnier to go like smack a human and like run into the woods and like giggle with your wolf buddies. Maybe they don't want to bite anymore and they're trying to rebrand their whole thing. Just smack you around a little bit. Yeah, hit you with the two by four. I mean, it is kind of funny. It's, I mean, it's a little funny. And it's, I mean, not necessarily harmless, but it's much less harmless than getting eaten. Yeah. Right? But apparently that exact, apparently that same, <laughs> now I'm like super aware of it. Uh, well, maybe not. I probably said it a few other times before. But I guess directly after that, that same night, it went back and was spying on Ted Davis again at the, at the, at the railroad. At the railroad. Ted said he saw this thing looking at him in the woods and then ran away, which is weird. Do you think they go back and report on us and they're like, there are these things that are like 
fleshed colored and they do like stupid stuff like jobs and they're ruining the environment and they're ruining our habitats <laughs> and they use and they're these, weird they use these soaps with little tiny beads inside that are supposed to scrub their hands more but they're <laughs> ruining the oceans yeah they might maybe i don't know but i guess all of these reports well all these these three reports created enough excitement throughout the uh throughout defiance where they started reporting it in the newspapers and the headline was horror movie now playing on fifth street and they talked about it in the newspaper Uh-oh. i guess the, the 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 journalist who wrote about it it was her like first big story and it was a pretty big story but the the chief of police was like hey whether or not this is a werewolf or not we don't know but the fact that someone's running around the town hitting people with a piece of wood right we're gonna take it seriously yeah this isn't fun and then i guess everything just kind of stopped after the chief of police sort of flexed a little bit and then it stopped and then that was it. So do you think it was like a high school kid that was running around doing this? Or like, do you think like the werewolf was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just I think they're becoming suspicious. So I'll cut it out. I don't really know. There there was speculation that it was uh, some homeless person who was hopping trains. There was speculation that it was some kids or some people who were playing a prank, dressing up as a werewolf. But then again, like it's the 70s and mask technology, I think maybe wasn't as good as it is today, perhaps. So right. like, I don't know. I would think that if you were to see a werewolf mask, you would know it was a, you, you would know it was a mask, especially if they made any noise because you'd hear the typical mask sound of someone talking in a mask. It would sound like this. And then well, I'm actually a werewolf. But they didn't talk to it. Well, but even if they made any sounds, I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just spitballing here. But who knows? I would like to think that it was a shy werewolf who didn't want to eat anyone who just wanted to clobber people. We we really do not know. This this hmm. at least according to this book, this was not solved. Um, because the chief of police said that if it saw what this thing was, he'd give it a little give it a little shoot. He'd shoot it a little bit. <laughs> shoot it just a little. Just a little, just a little shot. But yeah, stop huh. happening. Weird. It is weird. Uh, but I guess recently two 12-year-old kids around Niles, Ohio, said that they've seen a werewolf uh, in the woods and it's back in an area where there is a small cave in the woods as well. Oh, so it's living in a cave now. It could be. But then again, they are 12 years old and they probably are just too preoccupied with wearing their Heelys and playing Pokemon cards. Yeah. That's it. Wolf, a werewolf in Defiance, Ohio. I wonder if we've, like, when we're driving or something, if we've actually driven by the werewolf and not known. See, like, he's in the woods. There there are certain areas when I'm driving to and from work and stuff where I think this would be such a great area for a Bigfoot or, like, some some monster to be hanging out in. And I always look around because I'm like, man, what if? What if? See, I think Ohio's too cold for cryptids because, like, they're obviously smart if they're hiding and people can't find them. So it's like, I don't think they're going to hide out in Ohio because they're going to be like, it sucks here. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's too flat. There's nowhere to really, like, hide in a cave or anything. See, I would think cold. Really, the only place I could see a cryptid living in Ohio would be southern Ohio or, like, southeastern Ohio when when you get into the the mountains and stuff. But it's still chilly. It's still chilly. I mean, we have two Warby Parkers in Ohio now, so, like, that's cool, I guess. Oh no. Yeah, and we went into one of them yesterday for the first time. Yeah. It was really nice. It was, it was really, great. Hey, all joking aside, it was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, nice story. Thank you, Lindsay. It wasn't Werewolves. aliens. I promised you earlier this week as well <laughs> when you, you and I were driving that it would not be aliens. You know, I love your love for aliens. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a believer in aliens. So it's really hard for me to follow along. You know. But a lot of people love aliens. So I accept it. No, you're right. And I think it's, 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 I think an important part of this show is not really discriminating between demons, aliens, Bigfoots or murders or whatever. I think it's just our job to report things that we think are fun. Right. And I mean, to be totally honest, I don't think I'm sold on aliens. I just think that the idea of them and I don't know, it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's I it. mean, it is one of those questions that it's like we don't know and we might not ever know if there's other life out there. But yeah. True. I think it's just too much of my little brain to handle that I just can't even think of it. <laughs> Your little brain. <laughs> my tiny little brain. I, I have just a tiny can't. brain too. It's okay. Well, nice. We... we didn't even know what lake Michigan was near. Well, okay. So Michigan touches four lakes. Yes. I had to look this up twice because it was too confusing for my small, small brain. Um, so yeah, it touches a bunch of lakes. It's not just, you were right with Superior because oh, yeah, it touches yeah, yeah. Lake Michigan and Superior. And Superior. Erie. And Erie and Huron. And that's right. I don't think I've ever looked at Lake Huron. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Who can, what are we talking about? Lakes? Anyway. All right, let's do haunted housekeeping. Yes. And we won't talk about lakes. That's, well, we, we can't promise that. But The fact that we don't know about our five lakes that are like right there like we grew up on one of them yeah that's a scary thought like literally you grew up uh less Within, like, less than a quarter of a mile away from one yeah. of the lakes yeah <laughs> well but think of all the things we do know uh, uh okay all right well let's tidy up with a little haunted housekeeping okay we will see each and every one of you in three two one uh, This episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at VidiSpace, your one-stop, extremely haunted shop for any and all things paranormal. Say you love Netflix, but you're like, man, I wish that there was just a streaming service that was about anything spooky related. Say you want a Netflix and scream or Netflix and scare. You want a Viddy and spook. <laughs> Head on over to vidi.space and start browsing today and you can sign up for your 15-day free trial. That's not just two weeks, but it's two weeks plus one day in case you're absolutely just unsure. And you can start browsing all the extremely haunted and interesting content that they have available. Vidi Space was founded by Elizabeth Saint, which is this amazing person that does all this crazy stuff and builds her own ghost hunting equipment, which is so cool. Very, very cool. And Nick Groff, which you might know him from the beginning of seasons of Ghost Adventures. He also has Paranormal Lockdown and the Ghosts of Shepherdstown. That's right. Say you want to look into one of these little areas or subcategories that they have on Viddy Space. I just clicked on the documentary space. You can watch the documentary called Yes, No, Goodbye, which is all about the Ouija board. You can watch Seth Breedlove's new video, The Bray Road Beast, Abducted New England, The Boggy Creek Monster, The Invasion
Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. One of my personal favorites, The Mothman of Point Pleasant. Again, also by Seth Breedlove's company. There's, there's almost too much stuff on this platform and it's spooky and it's great. So you can go to vidi.space, start browsing today and sign up for a 15 day free trial. Why not? And you can find Spooky Spouses on their podcast space. That's absolutely correct. We were their very first podcast that they signed on. We're happy to be a part of it. So check it out there as well. We would also like to mention our good buddies over at the Scavengers Network, an independent podcast company run by our buddy Colin Parker, which features a variety of wonderful shows, Historical Hotties, Academy Outcasts, State Your Case, The Bad Pen Pal, Journey Under 30, Myth Takes, which, which is- you're a part of. I am. For, for this season, I'm on Myth Takes, where we play Monster of the Week, which is like Dungeons and Dragons for beginners. Speaking of witches, we're actually doing a show about witches right now. How fun. I love witch stuff. I know. <laughs> You can uh, find the Scavengers Network on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. There's also a website, scavengersnetwork.com, and start checking it out. There's also a Patreon that exists for the Scavengers Network if you'd like to get exclusive content or once-in-a-lifetime spooky little goodies, you can as well. Eli Chambers, the guy who wrote the music for our show, we did a little thing for Patreon members recently, so go check it out. Okay, so welcome back, spooky little buddies, <laughs> and my husband, Jordan. Hi, I am here <laughs> across the table. Jordan is still here. So my topic this week... Do you think I'm spooky? Are you? Do Sometimes you? you do spooky things. All right. We don't need to get into it if you don't want, but we can just keep moving right ahead, moving right along. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be... I, I mean, I do spooky things too. I felt like you were going to say something that might have been embarrassing. So let's Probably. Just... So let's just not even talk about it. Do you want it? Well, do you want to say one for each other? Sure. Okay. What's mine? Oh, so you already have something of spooky that I do. No, I'm asking you to go first so I remember. I think uh, of mine while you're saying yours. I think a spooky thing that you do without realizing it is sometimes when I'm in a different room than you, sometimes like if you're brushing your teeth or something, you will just stare into that room that I'm in. <laughs> Without realizing that you're being creepy. Like, so you're just standing there brushing your teeth, watching me from another room, like kind of like a stalker. Oh, I just zone out, I guess. <laughs> and I think about my teeth. And... I know. I just let you do your thing. But I'm like, huh, if I didn't know him, oh, that's weird. that would be creepy. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. What, what a creepy thing do I do? One thing that you do, it wouldn't be creepy if it was like just one or two. But when you're asleep, you make whimpers. You do little whimpers, especially like if you maybe get jostled and you half wake up and you're falling back asleep, you make little whimpers. But yeah, I do do that. It's like 10 or 15 or 20 of them. So that makes me think like, oh, maybe you're being possessed or something. Well, because I'm fighting demons usually. Oh, and you make tiny little whimper, whimper fight noises. Yeah. <laughs> As you give them little punches. Yeah. Okay. Well, because that'd be scarier than like loud noises, I think, because it's like little whimpers. It's like, if you were Whoa. If you were to be laying there and just like make a few loud uh, noises, that would be very weird. <laughs> okay. So my topic this week is kind of a little bit medical. Ooh. I guess you could say. I don't know how else to categorize it, but there's a couple little stories of some medical cases that were wacky and you... also just some medical things they used to do way back in the day in like the 18th, 19th century that was like, oh yeah, you thought that was going to work? 
Very cool. So I'll start out with some medical jokes that I found because I thought they were funny. Okay, great. And I love jokes. Ha <laughs> ha. So did you hear about the guy whose whole left side got cut off? No. He's all right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. I like that one. Um, so this one's just a pun. I would tell you about the joke about the germ, but I don't want to spread it around. That one's pretty good. You know, I puns. like that one. Acupuncture. What's the point? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I feel like you're really not digging these. Well, I'm I'm looking at you reading them and I am you'll, smiling. You'll like this one. I, well, I do like, I like them though. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a bladder infection... You're in trouble. <laughs> I like that one because... So you bring pee into it and you love it. Well, I, th- I, I think pee is very funny and it's an uh, underrepresented form of jokes, I think. Right. Pee well, jokes. did you know that dogs cannot operate MRI machines, hmm? but cats can? Oh, that one's good. I like that one. Kitties. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Okay, so let me get into my topic. Okay. <laughs> that was just to get you all amped up for my medical topic. Lance, I'm always amped. I know. Cramped, amped. That's also a spooky quality you have. You're just always amped. You're just always ready to go. (laughs) Okay, so this story is about a sailor. Okay. So in 1799, a 23-year-old American sailor named John Cummings went ashore for a night out with his shipmates. Classic, classic 23-year-old move. Classic John. So a group watched a French entertainer pretend to swallow knives. They thought that was so neat and so cool. They ended up drinking a little too much, and John boasted that he could also swallow knives. Man, what? Like, that's the thing. Everyone's got to wear the proverbial brighter Ed Hardy t-shirt. Oh, I can swallow knives. I'm going to swallow all those knives. So the reckless sailor put um, his pen knife, which I think is just the little knives that they would kind of carry around like all the time with themselves, kind of yeah. like a pocket knife. Yeah. He put it in his mouth and he swallowed it. Later, dude. So <laughs> everybody started cheering and they're like, that's so great. All this stuff. You did that trick. Oh I don't my even God. feel bad at all. I feel so, so good. He was fine that night. And he also replied, I'll swallow all the knives aboard the ship. <laughs> And he consumed three more that night. Oh, wow. What a cool dude. So it kind of became his party trick. He was swallowing knives at parties and he would get occasional abdominal pain, which surprise, surprise. Wait, would he fully swallow them? Yeah. Not just like putting them halfway down your throat and pulling them out. Like. Bye-bye. Like gulp. Yeah. Okay. So think about it though, too, because once they go in, they have to come out. Well, yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. So he did this, and he went to the doctor in 1809, so wasn't that many years. years. 10 years later? Yeah, 10 years later, he went because he had abdominal pain, and he was having difficulty with eating. He couldn't keep food down. Oh, I thought you were going to say he couldn't couldn't eat anything other than knives. No. Well, that's (laughs) kind of what happened. Well, he started to kind of starve because he couldn't keep food down, and he eventually died in 1809. (sighs) So the doctors were astonished that he even lived that long. And they, when they did the autopsy on his body, they discovered corroded remains of more than 30 knives inside his stomach and intestines. 30 knives. And one was even still piercing his colon. Can so he you... was still kicking for 10 years doing this stupid party trick. How ironic would it have been? And finally died. If he died from a common cold and not even from the 30 knives he had. 
even when it'd be pretty funny when they did the autopsy or if like the 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 coroner whoever was doing the autopsy was like now we can't be sure that this was it or like he died from something else like he yeah. got hit by a train he got hit in the head by a bird or something and actually the knives impacted the train and the train exploded like he blew up the train <laughs> yeah with his his knife belly knife belly but yeah he thought that was a fun idea man what a bad idea what a bad trick okay so this case is about a 19-year-old man that lived in Virginia. Okay. So out of a dare, being 19, of course, dares are fun, I guess. Now, my dad grew up in Virginia. Is this about my dad? It's about, it might be about your dad. <laughs> um, but 19-year-old man, Virginia, he was dared to drink a quart of soy sauce. What? So he a did. A quart? A quart, a whole quart of soy did sauce. Did it say when this was? No, I didn't get the year. Man, oh man. Maybe soy sauce was I brand new. I think it was new. fairly recent though. Like I wouldn't see back then being like, oh, hey, let's drink a quart of soy sauce. No. First, where did you get that? That's a lot of soy sauce. Like, you went to the store and bought a lot of soy sauce. How many times are we going to say soy sauce? <laughs> soy sauce. <laughs> soy sauce. So immediately he started twitching. Oh, he went into gosh. seizures. Oh my God. And eventually landed in the hospital in a three-day coma. From chugging a quart of soy sauce? Yes. Doctors diagnosed him with a thing called, I'm probably going to annihilate this word, but hypermaltremia. I feel like you you crushed it. It was dangerous levels of salt in the bloodstream. Well, yeah, it's soy sauce. Yeah, I don't know why a quart, like do a teaspoon of soy sauce. Do drink, eat a, I don't know, do something else, anything else. But it extracted so much water from the brain that it started to actually shrink and bleed. Oh my gosh. They had to pump 5.7 liters or 1.5 gallons of sugar water into his body to get his sodium levels back to normal. Holy smokes. Good news is he did survive. Good. With minimal damage. I think he just probably can never have salt ever again in his life. Or can be anywhere near soy sauce. Do you think if he goes to like a sushi restaurant that's really traumatizing now? I bet. Because he's like, oh my God, all the soy sauce everywhere. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you it is. I wonder, honestly, like, I understand that, like, salt works its way out of your system if you, I mean, only have a little bit. But, like, sweat is really salty, right? Do you think if he ever exercises because he has so much... He smells the salt. ...residual soy sauce in his skin that he's just, like, extra salty? Or he's just extra salty. That's his thing. Oh, That's his Tinder profile. Extra salty and bitter. Extra salty. Like, literally extra salty. I can, yeah. Landed in a three-day coma. (laughs) So (laughs) how about his friends? His friends probably feel so bad that they were like, oh, we made him drink a quart of soy sauce. But then again, he was the one who drank it, though. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of teenage dares that like, look at the Tide Pods. That's so silly. Like what makes you think that eating one of those is going to end well for you? The thing, and like, I understand that like, I'm sure most kids who like chomped a Tide Pod were like, oh, I know it's not food and it's silly and it's like whatever. But like, hey. Everyone's doing it. Hey, some things are really bad and really dangerous. Yeah, I don't think that's ever a good idea. To chomp on dishwasher stuff. Yeah. No. I get the dare thing. But like dare someone to go streak. <laughs> sure. Or like sure. dare someone to like call someone toots. Toots. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I don't know. There are harmless like, dares out there. And then there are 
Could just you, really bad could ideas. You, could you imagine if you were in middle school and you dared one of your friends to call like the principal of the school, regardless of anything, just just refer to the principal as toots? Well, that we did be, actually oh. dare someone in high school and he did it. It was Miss Sampson. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you can see me after class. <laughs> and then everybody started laughing and we were like, oh, no. That's great. Miss Sampson. I'm pretty was... sure it was Brad Gorman that dared the person. Oh, I'm sure it was too. That seems like a Brad. Brad. Thing. But Miss Sampson, what a wonderful human being. She's such a crazy. Yeah, she didn't really teacher. get mad. No, she's so funny. I but asked yeah. her. I asked Miss Sampson to write a recommendation letter for me for when I was applying for colleges, and she said, "Yeah, she'll do it, but don't tell anybody <laughs> because because she didn't <laughs> because want... she didn't want to be affiliated." Yeah, I thought <laughs> no. it was so funny. I thought that was so funny. So here are some things from like ancient Egypt, 18th, 19th centuries. This one was actually about mice. Okay. So I called it the dead mouse party, not the music group. What? <laughs> <laughs> so ancient Egyptians used to put mice in their mouth for toothache pain. Okay. So most cases they would smash up the mice oh. and then apply it to their toothache. And they thought that this was going to cure their toothache. Do you know why? No. There really wasn't any explanation. I mean, mice are cute. I don't know. Back then it was just kind of like, well, I don't know. What's that mouse for? Probably toothaches. Yeah, maybe like the laundry list of mice things. Mice potatoes. Mice potatoes? Like mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. I get or it. Miced, miced, miced potatoes. Minced mice. Minced mice potatoes. <laughs> But like, imagine growing up in a time where you knew what 5% of the things around you were. And you, like the, the likelihood of you walking a mile and seeing 10 things that you've never seen before in your entire life, be it vegetation, an animal, a type of rock, something weird that happens in the sky. Imagine like, well, I wonder what on earth this thing is. Well, because everything had to have like a purpose back then. Mm -hmm. Like now we see things and we're like, I don't know why that's that. <laughs> like like, we like don't, we're just like oh cool animal but we don't realize like that animal has a purpose or like you you drive around columbus ohio and you see that there are like 15 different places that are specifically designed to serve brunch but they're all called something oh, even more and more and more dumb but you realize oh that place is just that place it just exists and i'm not going to worry about it because it's right. called drunch or blanchlunch but they apparently were like these mice i don't know they're not doing anything else for us so maybe they're pain relievers I don't know. Put it in your mouth. But they're not the only people. Um, also, in England, they thought that mice would cure warts if oh. you cut if you cut the mouse in half. So this one wasn't <laughs> mashing up the mice. This one was you just cut it in half and put it on your wart. You rub it there or hold it there or like tape <laughs> I don't it there. Know. I mean, I guess you just use your imagination. Okay, and then imagine this. What if they like sold a mouse in a box with instructions saying like cut it in half, put it on wart. <laughs> <laughs> Cut in half, tape on wart. But like, okay, so imagine just time in general. If you and I were to walk down the street and see someone wearing a short sleeve t-shirt with half of a mouse's body tied around their arm, we'd be like, what on earth is that person Right, doing? but back then they were like, oh, oh got a wart, huh? warts. Oh, hey, Steve, curing a wart? Sweet, dude. <laughs> you got the other half of that mouse? They also, in England, they ate mice for curing whooping cough, measles, smallpox, and bedwetting. Now... I can see bedwetting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I peed my bed again. Looks like I have to eat more mice. I just figured because England... Can you really quick just say what you just said? <laughs> you can just 
think about it. Just in case anyone were to ever want a ringtone of it. Just really quick, because I think that's one of the weirdest things you've ever said. If you have bedwetting problems, you just eat a mice. No, a you, mouse. You you said something, ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, let's let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they used to just eat them. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't imagine they would eat them alive. I would hope not. I mean, if you're in a pinch. <laughs> that would be terrible. If you're in a pinch. Pick one up, eat it. Nope. Do you think that, because England is like known to have, I mean, back then it had a lot of disease and there was a lot of mice. And rats and stuff. Do you think this was like a publicity stunt of like companies that are like, well, how do we get rid of these mice? Well, if we tell these people that they cure things, people eat them and then they'll go away. So it was a big conspiracy. It was government government issued sickness, but in turn, they were cleaning up all the mice and the rats. Yeah, like the Black Plague and stuff, which they're like was spread by mice and rats. So maybe they're like, we'll just have people eat them because we don't know what to do with them. We can't get rid of them. They just keep showing up. I think that this theory has to exist somewhere on Reddit. I'm sure it does. (laughs) Okay, so for stuttering... In the 18th, 19th centuries, doctors would often cut off half of the stutterer's tongue. Oh my gosh, that's vile. That's terrible. Yeah, they're like, if you cut off half of the tongue, then you won't stutter anymore. Oh, that was their theory. That's really bad. That one makes but me. That one makes me upset. Turns out that the patients would just bleed to death. Good lord, that one's heavy duty. <laughs> cut the tongue in half. Put a mouse on it. Now there is a half, missed opportunity. Half tongue, half mouse tongue. Maybe that would make them want to eat more cheese. You know, at least half as much more cheese because mice love cheese. Yeah, it was a ploy to get people to eat more cheese plates. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you're going to love the last one that I have. Are you being sarcastic or genuine? No, very genuine because I know how your humor works and you're going to love this one. Oh, yeah. I have very highbrow. Yeah. uh, I do like pee jokes. So in the Middle Ages, doctors urged to keep goats in people's homes. (laughs) So the reason for that was that they helped cure the black death that was going around yeah now the reason for the goats was because that they had the ability to fight the disease with a therapeutic stink which is also known as farts oh good good (laughs) so they thought farts would cure the black death so if you were like feeling particularly bad one day, like someone would hold the goat towards your face, just be like, just let it rip. Yeah. They also stored farts in <laughs> jars and they would whiff it if they knew someone in the neighborhood was sick. All right. So there was just a lot of farts going around. I see. I knew you would love the fart topic. My favorite part about it is that you could have easily have not talked about it, but you did because you knew I would like it. Oh, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, this is, yep, this is right up Jordan's Did you say, this is my curse. I have to talk about collecting goat farts for my husband. Yes. Because... Anytime, so like your neighbor Rick down the street, he's like, oh man, I heard about the plague. I think they're sick. Better smell your farts. Oh, lucky for them. I've been collecting goat farts since I was very small. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why goats, like I guess maybe goats are a pretty farty animal and maybe they were easy to get. So and keep in your house. Maybe like, I'm not sure if there's any ties to like paganism or something because I know goats are pretty popular in like the occult and paganism stuff and whatever, but I, I have no idea. But my favorite part is thinking about like not only the person who would have to collect the goat farts, but like if that was something that you applied for. Well, it could be your own farts too. Okay. 
they <laughs> would keep goats because I guess they were farty and they would keep them in the house to keep the farts in. Yeah. But like also like, I don't know, on Sundays when you're like canning your tomatoes. You also can a fart. You're canning your farts too to like keep in your storage and smell later. Uh, I feel like if there are listeners to the show who are 12 and under, they're going to love this part. But Or if you're 32 and you're me. Yeah. You're I was going to say, I don't part. think you have to be 12. No, I don't either. It's just, to understand that. It's just really funny. Just the thought of people back in the day while this horrible, horrible plague is going around are just smelling farts. <laughs> And not only smelling them, but there are people who were collecting them. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you, because any way that you can make a buck, make a buck. That's fine. As long as it's genuine, you're not being too dishonest. But like someone walking door to door, I've heard y'all sick. Now, lucky for you, I've collected the best farts from from all over the world. Yeah. I have there the best. There was like a queen fart person. Yeah. Like had the best farts, like the oh, most yeah. curable farts. The the hooded stinky salesman that would go from door to door that was mysterious. Do you think like mason jars back then were not called mason jars? They were called like fart jars. <laughs> You can think of a name to just a fart, fart, fart jars. Fart jars. I don't know. <laughs> you think they were just called like, I don't know, butt jars? If you're out in the woods and you find like a mason jar or a container that you can seal. And it's closed. And it's closed. Probably a fart in there. Yeah. Don't open it. Ooh, like a 300-year-old fart. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Weird things we used to do back then. Yeah, like uh, put on apply for the job of fart collector. I just want to know like who thought of that. They're like, you know what? Everyone's getting sick. Everybody's trying to take these herbs and all this stuff to feel better. I bet you just a good old fart will help. Yeah, like why on like, earth? Like who thought of that? Why on earth would someone go, okay, well, this doesn't seem to be working. Drinking a bunch of water doesn't seem to be working. Fresh air, no. Uh, my medicine, no. I don't know. I mean, have you tried smelling a goat's fart? And they're <laughs> like, no, I haven't. Well, you can't rule it out. Well, maybe there was like a farty goat keeper down the street and he was never sick. Oh, uh, an FGK? Yeah, and he was stinky. And you're like, why does like down the street never get sick? Yeah. Oh, because he's probably smelling goat farts all day. Why does Michael, Michael the goatsman, <laughs> never get sick? Oh, well, he does have a proclivity for smelling goat he's farts. He's always eating mice and he's always smelling farts. Healthiest man in the 18th century. Yeah, Michael the goatsmith. Frank the goat farter. <laughs> and then you know there are people who travel door to door be like, goats having trouble farting? I can make them fart, I bet. Or just selling goat farts in a jar. Yeah, or like really, like like really expensive goat farts. Ooh, do you think it like ranks to certain animals? Like goat farts would start at like, I don't know, two cents, but then like horse farts would be like five cents. <laughs> what would and be like the most? Cow farts would be like, I don't know, 12 cents for a cow fart. And then you have to think, okay, say like the most exclusive and rare fart worldwide would be what okay it was difficult to travel so it had to be somewhere off of like maybe off of um england maybe like in like okay australia maybe if they got some drop bear toots yeah or maybe if they got some uh tawny frog tawny frog mouth farts Mm. or eye eye farts or when you sell a goat you like same thing like you have goats for milking you have goats for like eating grass you have goats for farts (laughs) yeah and they're the imagine being like a farty goat and they're the nastiest looking ones 
And they're just like, yeah. They only have one horn. <laughs> they're like the wonky goat. Oh, maybe it was a whole conspiracy to save the, the ugly goats. You know what? They're like, there's a purpose for these goats. Oh, for sure. Let them fart. Let them fart. <laughs> at least. Uh, it's almost like, yeah, like like in the movie, like Air Bud or something where like that animal, like that dog can play basketball really well. There needs to be one called like Fart, fart Goat. There's like a goat fart championship. And it's like all these really nice looking goats from uh, all across Europe. And then there's the one goat that looks terrible, but this has the best farts. And that yeah, goat wins. Yeah, he's like the hero at the end because wow. he saved a whole town from the Black Plague. You know, you and I have talked about goat farts, I think, for about six or seven minutes. Well, I figured you'd really want to dive in. Well, honestly, I'm not kidding around. I could talk. We could have an entire episode just based on goat fart theory. Yeah. And maybe we will one of these days. Our dog fell asleep. She's way over this topic. Well, it's too... No, she fell asleep because she was exhausted because it's too much for her to handle because it's such a smart conversation. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's what I have for you. Some medical stuff. There's so many medical things that were like why oh yeah i'm sure but you gotta do trial and error i guess yeah why not (laughs) why and why not let some of your errors be goat smelling goat farts (laughs) and collecting goat farts be stinky have a wine cellar no i don't i have a goat fart cellar thank you very much Well, I think we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for collecting his fart. I mean, for writing the music (laughs) that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli who collects fart. I mean, at Eli who does music. (laughs) We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network for being so supportive and having wonderful shows um, like Journey Under 30, Myth Takes, Historical Hotties. We appreciate you guys. We do appreciate you guys very much. And we would like to thank each and every one of you. I know sometimes, at least when I hear that, I'm like, oh, well, not me. No, especially you for hanging out with us, uh, listening to the show, spreading the word. Thank you guys very much. And our new Ghost Companions, uh, Viddy Space. Go check them out. They have wonderful stuff. You can get 15 days free if mm-hmm. you sign up today. Yeah, and Viddy Space and the two founders, Elizabeth Saint and Nick Roth, are very present on social media. Check them out too. See what projects they're involved with because they're always doing some sort of creepy crawly thing all over all over our great nation. I think they're ghosts. Yeah, they probably are. Okay. All right, fine. Settled. <laughs> Well, until next Monday, collect a few farts for the week, smell them on Saturday or Friday. Don't swallow any knives. No, please. And be careful with your soy sauce intake. Yeah. Very careful. See, whenever we have sushi, I never use soy sauce, so maybe I'm safe. Mm, You probably are safe. Well, everyone, we will see each and every one of you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Greg, and this is what I sound like today. And this is what he sounds like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>